0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is season three, episode eighteen. And if you're counting all of them, it's 118. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we're back again. Yes. It after a good week. After a good week and uh past midseason. Or, yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're in the home stretch now for the fantasy season. Um at this point, if you're in your season longs, if you are not in a position to qualify for the playoffs which means you're probably looking at two and seven or three and six or worse um you're probably shifting your focus to dfs so we're here to help you with that as well if you're looking at a good number like seven and two well then you're you're shaping up your roster to make that fantasy uh that fantasy run um and i'll toss this out right now take a look at the steelers remaining schedule shall i yeah and we don't even have to. I mean they play the Rams this week, but I think the I think the Rams and the maybe one more team over 500 the rest of the way. They get the Browns twice, they have the Bengals. Um it's just so if you're looking, if you've been streaming defenses and the Steelers are floating out there, I would grab and stash them for one week because you could probably ride them all the way to a fantasy championship after they're after the Rams are done with them. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the Rams. Is it
0: the Rams this week? Why
1: do I, I, I think, think so. it's the Rams it's this week or next week? It's uh, let's see. Yep, Steelers ramps and that game is in Pittsburgh, you know, so it's not still not a terrible, terrible use. But, you know, but so there you go. If you're looking, this is around the time where you're looking uh, trade deadlines are coming. You're looking at the waiver wire and you're saying, who can I stash and hold on to? Who's going to make my life easier down the road? The Steelers look like a no brainer defense for me the last like five or six weeks of the year. So go get them. <laughs> but let's let's get to let's get to the, the beer. What
0: are you drinking tonight? I am drinking. A, it's, it's a can you brought me last week. Oh, is it one of the specialties from uh, Massachusetts? Uh, actually, no. It's the specialty from Two Roads. What is that the, Oh. the con artist winner art can.
1: Ah, yes. That's an IPA that they did in honor of a um, contest they use. They call it con artist, and they spell C-O-N-N, like short for Connecticut. And it's to highlight a local artist, and they put it on a can, and they brew a special beer for it. So you haven't tried this one yet.
0: I have not. I'm going to open it right now. Okay.
1: Yep. There's the, Push. there's the sign. <laughs> and while he's drinking, I'll let you know, I am drinking a holiday ale shock of all shocks. Holiday ale is out. So get ready to hear about it a lot between now and the end of the season. And you're,
0: uh, you're okay with this year's holiday ale. You're all right. It's
1: different. It's, it, it is different. I will not lie about that. It is not as spicy, meaning I'm not getting a lot of the nutmeg and cinnamon that I'm used to in this. It's very malty and very caramelly. I'm okay with it. I liked the 2018 version better. But, you know, that's kind of like saying I like a free Ferrari better than a free Prius. You know, (laughs) I'll take either. But if you're giving me a choice, that's where I'm going. All right. So take a sip of this thing and let me know what you think. All
0: right. Let's see what we got here. Wow. Okay. It's very very citrusy on the nose. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, you can't see through it. There's very little light penetration. Yep. It's, I wouldn't call it dank, but it's close. It's close. It's border, borderline. Mm-hmm. It's very juicy on the back end. It doesn't hit you in the front, but now, like, I do feel the juiciness coming out of the hops. Yep. You get juice. It's rather delayed. You get juice, then you get traditional IPA hop bitterness,
1: then you get another juice. That's how I perceived it. It wasn't my favorite. I felt like the juice was too uneven on it, um, but you know, hey, to each his own. It's always good to try a new IPA, particularly with the New Englands. I'm a big fan of New England IPAs. Oh, and, me too. And the dank ones. I know everyone's like, oh my god, I'm so sick of dank IPAs. I great. I, I that's how I feel about <laughs> sours. Good for you. Um, everyone has to have their. Hey, their do first you know?
0: Do you know their uh, the synopsis Dark Cherry Sour that I haven't tried yet keeps winning awards. Does it? I've had yeah. it.
1: I've had it. I believe my wife liked it. Um, I was not a fan because I'm just it's not sour. a sour fan. But So, yeah, so uh, Holiday Ale is, is very good this year. Craig is trying The Con Artist. So, really quick, before we get into Burning Hot Takes, have you tried any of the other beers I brought you? Because I brought you a nice selection of stuff. I tried the River. The River Trip from yes, Allegash. from Allegash. Thank you again to them for the, the bottle of uh, Tauration Palmoire, I believe it was called. That they gave us last week that was very tasty, and it was different. It was nice to try. Um, yeah, I, it, River Trip was very smooth. It reminded me of a session in that it was a little hoppy, but not really. And it kind of felt like this is what guys who master Belgians come up with when they try to brew an IPA. Right. So not bad at all. I would drink it again in a harpy. No, drink it, was, again in a heartbeat. it was
0: good. I haven't had the Treehouse yet. Because my nephew, God bless his soul, he uh, bought me three he dead. F- no, 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 no. Oh, he bought me three four packs of beer for my birthday. What did he get you? Anything of uh, note? He got me Lawson's uh, Sip of Sunshine. Awesome. Always a good call. He got me Bad Son's Little Loopy. Oh, so the the loopified session version. Okay. Yep. And another Lawsons I haven't tried yet called um, Hopzilla. I haven't seen that. We'll try that next week. Excellent.
1: I'll look forward to stealing a little bit of that. I, I'm a relatively big fan of the Lawson stuff. So, But anyway, enough about the beer. Yes. We'll continue to drink, but let's talk some football. We've got burning hot takes. Are you giving or receiving? It's your birthday, so happy birthday to Craig. Thank you. This week. Um, we went and uh, celebrated on Sunday. And the only way that you should celebrate getting old like us at IHOP.
0: That's right. Eating pancakes. <laughs> because Usually around the time of my birthday is when the clocks change. So and it was the
1: exact day this year. This year
0: was the exact day.
1: Or one day off, yeah.
0: That is the best time to go to IHOP because people are still asleep. Yep. So We,
1: we walked in the door at 8 o'clock and got sat immediately. By the time we left at like 8.45, there was a 20 to 30 minute wait
0: easy so and we i walked out and this woman said oh i thought nine o'clock would be early enough uh no 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 (laughs) no and there's only one ihop in our area which is you know part of the you know part of the thing so all right so you are you giving or receiving uh i'll receive since it's my birthday
1: absolutely well we've got a couple of things first off we got a, a text or a tweet as a bunch of our um A bunch of our our fellow podcasters uh, were included on this tweet. Uh, A a user named Jim wants to know um, what we would recommend for his running back matchups in week 10. Okay. He's got Ingram. All right. Marlon Mack. Yep. Melvin Gordon. Mm hmm. And Austin Eckler. He needs two. So the two running backs in San Diego, Gordon and Eckler, uh, Mack or Ingram, pick two. What do you got? Alright, who are the Colts playing? Uh hold on. I'm playing the, the Dolphins. <laughs> who are the
0: Ravens playing? The Bengals. I think they have a- There's oh. your answer. They're both good matchups. <laughs> you're going Sorry. Mac and Ingram? Mac and Ingram. So My problem dis- with San Diego is they're playing Thursday. The Chargers defense or uh the Raiders defense isn't horrid. The Raiders are actually better than I thought they would be this year. I don't know about their defense, though. Well, in general, generally speaking. But the issue is Eckler and Gordon, they're taking carries away from each other. Mm -hmm. And the Chargers, they're not what they were last year, you know, always using Gordon. Now it's running back by committee. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know who's going to get the ball where and when. Okay. If you look at the matchups, my Bengals defense is horrible, and so is Miami's.
1: Okay, so I want to just give you the the lowdown on the Raiders. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. All right. Going backwards in time. Okay. The Raiders defense, six points, Mm -hmm. three points, Mm -hmm. minus three by week. Eight, ten, minus one, three, four. The only time they've been double digits all year is week four at Indy. So, I – I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm a little wary there um, of going up uh, of saying that the the Raiders' defense isn't bad, and the Chargers have been getting it done. And Melvin Gordon's workload has been insane. So I went with Gordon and Ingram because I really love what Mark Ingram's probably going to do to your Bengals. I'm sorry. No, I know. I'm def- totally aware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Um, so I I kind of like that one too. And we'll talk a little bit about those matchups when we get into the uh over-unders in America's favorite game so so but that's you know when you're looking at those four guys you're kind of in a no-lose situation given this week none of them have a
0: bad matchup I if if I had to go between Eckler and Gordon I'd probably lean towards Gordon but it's like you know 60-40 I don't know who I'd really if I had to definitely pick one I'd probably pick Gordon but it's close
1: and that's the thing. They've been running Gordon into the ground, like literally. It's almost like when he finally showed up, they're like, you want out of San Diego? Fine. We are going to feed you the ball so much this year that you're either going to break down or impress the crap out of somebody else so we can trade you. Probably. One word, it, That's probably, I mean, literally, that's what it feels like when I watch Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's been kind of like, that's exactly what I want. I want a thousand carries this season. Even though I only played like eight games, I want a thousand carries so that I can impress somebody and I can end up on a better team. That's the feeling I got. So really quick before we go to your uh, your question, have you heard the yeah. rumor about the Chargers going to London? No. The latest relocation rumor, because, you know, every year somebody's every going year. to London. The Jaguars were going or for Canada. the longest time. <laughs> or Canada, yeah. Now it's the Chargers. The Chargers, they want to move the Chargers to London. And their thought is they're going to do four-week stints. So the Chargers will spend four weeks home and four weeks away to limit the overseas flying. What do you think about that? Wait, say that last part again? So instead of like a random schedule where you're some weeks at home and some weeks away. Right. You'd be home weeks one through four, away weeks five through eight. And then back. And then like a off week, then you'd be home for four more and then finish the season on the road so that the Chargers could conceivably spend a month at a time in either Europe or America and it wouldn't be flying back and forth constantly.
0: You know, just because of the the time difference, you would have yes. to do that.
1: Well, that's why, and that's always been yeah. the argument against putting a team, in, a, a, t- a regular team, in there, and why they rotate teams so much. But you know, you sold so many Jaguar jerseys over there the last couple of years; it's a shame to not move <laughs> them. But
0: all right, on to your question. What do you got for me tonight? Uh, for you tonight, my question revolves around quarterbacks. Okay. So the past couple of weeks, we've had some changing of the guard at quarterback. Oh yeah, like, due to injury
1: or bad injury, performance. Yeah. yeah,
0: so like Ryan Tannehill, uh, Ryan Finley, Mason Rudolph.
1: We just uh, found out that Gardner Minshew is not going to start because
0: Nick Foles is back. Right. Cam Newton probably mm. not coming back. Say the name. I know you want to say it. <laughs> say it. No, you're you're the voice. It's magic. <laughs> no, that's not even it.
1: That's not even it. By the way, I am not in the Blake Bortles Memorial Studio tonight. I am. No, I am on not. vacation, no, no. and that is simply just out of laziness on my part. It's been a busy week at work, and I finally was just like, "Craig, can I just Skype in tonight?" And he was like, "Yeah, I don't care." So uh, you know, thank even
0: you. you know, like uh, Daniel Jones. So oh, out of yeah. all these teams making quarterback changes, yeah, which team do you think has it's the biggest impact for? Are we talking this season or long term? Because that, that's kind
1: of a different question. Well, okay, so long term, long term, long term. And this is the this is the discussion we had on Sunday. It's Ryan Finley, because but... this is the Bengals are either going to sit there and discover that they've got fool's gold in this kid, or he's going to tank and they're going to get a one pick, and they're going to get the quarterback that they want out of the draft. So either way, it's win win as far as the Browns are concerned. Bengals. Um, so yeah, Bengals. Sorry, uh, yeah, the Browns. The Browns <laughs> never have a win win. Um, the Bengals. Yeah, it's going to be a win-win as far as the Bengals are concerned. So for long term, I like the Finley move because I just (laughs) Dalton has been inconsistent. I mean, uh, Marvin loved him, which is why he got so much play time. And he's been brilliant in moments, but he's never been able to string those moments together. Now, again, I'm not completely blaming Andy Dalton. It's a team with a lot of openings. It's got a lot of stuff it's got to fill. There's a lot of issues there. But uh, I, I think I think that I'm hoping Ryan Finley comes out there and they are at least 500 the rest of the season so that they can draft offensive linemen next year instead of focusing on that. Uh, you know, so that, yeah, that's did, where I'm at. It
0: didn't help their number one draft pick miss the season. So
1: in the short term... <laughs> I'm going to go with Daniel Jones because I think I think they needed to Peyton Manning him. People forget Peyton Manning won I think three or four games his rookie year as a Colt, and the rest of his career. Not so shabby. So I I think I think they need to, to kind of give him that treatment. And I think that Eli can be a big benefit for him. I hope to God. And I really think this is the kind of guy that Eli Manning is. I think Eli Manning is mentoring him. And is trying to help him. I don't think he's sabotaging him because there are quarterbacks out there. Cough, New England, where the quarterback <laughs> doesn't feel secure in their job and they sabotage people. Um, I refer you to gridiron heights after week eight. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to rag on Tom Brady. We have too many friends who are Patriots fans. <laughs> but it, is it is it irony or is it just the way it is that the two guys and I, I understand Brissette just got hurt. But the two guys that got traded out from underneath Brady, just because Brady kept saying, I'm going to play until I die, are both having exceptional seasons. Yeah, especially I, Garoppolo. They are the last undefeated team. Did you ever think, in all the bold predictions we made this year, did you ever think we'd be sitting at week 10 saying the San Francisco 49ers are the <laughs> God, only undefeated no. team? Not at all. If I had... if I.
0: Honestly, without going the, through the list. I wonder what the prop bet was for that, the odds on it. Oh, it would have been, it's got to be at least
1: one. So let me ask this. Mm. If, without going through a list of names, how far, if I said to you, if I came back to, came back in time and I said, Craig, I'm from the future, and <laughs> one team is still undefeated in week 10, name them. How many teams do you think you would have thrown out before you got to the 49ers? At for least me it's 12. I'm saying 10 to 15. I'm saying at least 15 teams. I would have been to the point where I've been like, I don't know, the Niners.
0: <laughs> I've run out
1: of everybody else. You know, it's there's no way we could have predicted this. And for the folks who did, God bless you. So what, what about you? What, what are your thoughts on the quarterback changes
0: Uh, for me? Short term? I don't know. I think Ryan. Well, besides Finley, but Ryan Tannehill, he may have just found his second act. And I don't, I don't know, Mariota may be on his way out. Oh, Mariota's on his way out. No question. But I think the biggest long term thing it would be Cam Newton. Cam Newton is yeah. no longer gonna be a Panther, ladies and gentlemen. Uh,
1: I don't foresee him coming back next year as a Panther. Maybe really he'll be don't. a
0: maybe he'll be a bear. Mm.
1: <sighs> and Sean both loves <laughs> and hates that. Sean hates that that's an option for those of you who don't know our occasional contributor Sean who does help us a lot during the preseason um, is, a, Bears is fan. a big bear fan he loves he loves the idea that Mitchell Trubisky could be the next Jim McMahon he hates that he's not right <laughs> off the bat so no I think that's I think that's really really telling I mean we're looking at we're looking at a situation where Mitchell Trubisky may not be there for long
0: no especially after the last couple of games. And the worst part is the job of Sam
1: Darnold is probably is probably safe. And one of the debates I heard in the radio today is who's worse, Trubisky or Darnold? Hmm. It, it's actually a question. And I think Sam Darnold is the measuring stick between, okay, you're redeemable and, oh, my God, what happened here? And if, so if, you're, if people are saying you're worse than Darnold, then you have a problem. So, and, and before we get to the, the last question, my God, Adam Gase, how is he still employed? And has the man <laughs> slept? No, no, uh, no, no. He, the quarterback whisperer, is doing a crap ass job in Jersey. I don't think he survives this year. I don't. I definitely don't see him coaching in twenty twenty on the Jets sideline.
0: The Jets, I don't know what happened this year because there was that also weirdly weird thing they had going on with their linemen. Did you hear mm-hmm. about that? Oh, uh, remind me. They were... This lineman had shoulder issues. He went to preseason with this issue. Okay. He thought he could have worked through it, got worse, can't play, right? Mm-hmm. He, is this offensive line? Uh, defense, I think. Defensive line, okay, sorry. Uh. So, he goes gets an MRI. He has a tear in his shoulder or his chest, so he needs surgery. Mm-hmm. The team is like, eh why don't you just play through it? And he's like, eh, no. And then what happened was the team where they were supposed to send like doctors, like MRI scans and whatnot. Right. They actually sent them blank and like blank scans. Like, and they scans kept and like show nothing. Right. Like, and they not, kept just like, not delaying it. Scans. just nothing, just nothing like a blank sheet.
1: It would be like when I, I, I run the metric if I just sent you a blank workbook.
0: Right, you just sent me in a blank Excel sheet and be like, uh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> wow. And then they finally, they cut him. He had surgery because he was like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. And then they cut him, which is, it's just weird. So Thank I don't know what God. the hell is going on.
1: Thank God the Cleveland Browns are the mess they are so that we don't <laughs> focus on the ineptitude of the New York Jets front office. That's Robbie true. Anderson doesn't get traded at the trade deadline. They definitely should have. What are
0: you holding on to him for? What? I don't know. We could have traded him to New England. Who cares? Just get You're something. You're not going anywhere this year. Quincy and Ndonua is dead. <laughs> that poor guy, man. He's been injured since he got drafted. And he hasn't even been on the cover of Madden. So. Uh, all right. No, but so Sean I probably was, thought about drafting him.
1: I was. Oh, quick side story. Yeah. I was with Sean this morning. I happen to have uh, Sean and I both work for the same company during the day. And I was with him when that picture of the black cat on the Madden cover came in. Yep. Somebody superimposed, for those who are listening, the black cat that was running in the Giants game onto a Madden cover. And he saw it and he started to laugh and he turned his phone towards me and I went, you've got to put that in the podcasting discussion. They all need (laughs) to see this. And the moment he sent it, I said, Craig is going to lose his shit. (laughs) And 30 seconds afterwards, Craig is like, this doesn't excuse the thousands of people who've gotten hurt because they're on your roster, Craig, or Sean. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that's too funny because there's no one who buys into the Madden curse more than Craig.
0: That's true. And Sean's worse.
1: Yeah, everyone Sean drafts seems to die except the really good guy. Like Dalvin Cook has been injured every year he's ever played football since he was eight, except (laughs) the year Sean drafts him. The year's not over yet. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. Knock on wood. I don't want to see Dalvin Cook hurt because he's he's been good. So, all right. Final question, really quick. Yeah. I'm going to move on this one really quick. Yep. <sighs> Antonio Brown. Yeah. <laughs> the eternal okay. saga that is Antonio Brown. A gentleman named Chris Mitchell writes to him this morning. So what's the deal? Why the hell are you not playing? On Twitter. Okay. And AB responds, "Ask the at @NFL." So he tags the NFL in. <laughs> okay. Before I tell you about the responses, what's your initial reaction to that? So what's the deal? Why the hell are you not playing? Ask the NFL. What's your response?
0: That's Antonio Brown being Antonio Brown and wanting attention. The internet was not kind, Craig. No? Not
1: kind at all. The most, the most liked response was, bro, you retired. You literally tweeted it five weeks ago. <laughs> <coughs> Somebody excuse me sorry i'm choking on my own words here because i'm trying not to laugh at this but somebody literally put in an ad selling pictures of him as a clown on raiders t-shirts um one guy was one guy actually came to his defense and said it's kaepernick all over again to uh. which somebody wrote, i don't believe kaepernick sexually assaulted two contractors <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not funny
1: but it's that's the thing it's... it's not funny but it's hysterical because he keeps inviting this criticism <laughs> and i'm reading this string and i'm like and that's the thing it's like it's like laughing at something terrible you know what i mean i'm trying to think yeah. of a good example of it it's like laughing at a horror movie when the bad guy dies well somebody just died dude i mean death is never funny you know But it's it's that guilty kind of like, oh, my God, what is this train wreck I'm watching unfold in front of me?
0: Unreal. Absolutely unreal.
1: And our buddy, by
0: the way, one of our
1: our, our, one of the guys that we are friends with on Twitter and has interacted with us a lot. I believe it's Everyday Football, who's a huge Steelers fan, took a look at their schedule. I remember I said the Steelers schedule is really kind of complimentary. Yeah, he thinks they're going to run the table and make the playoffs. And I was just like, Five and three at best. Y- y- your quarterback is dead.
0: <laughs> Both of them.
1: Uh, Connor's on the injury report. Jalen Samuels is hit or miss, and Benny Snell has moved to Ohio <laughs> to get away from this team. He's hurt as well. I believe Snell's done for the he year. Had, uh, really yeah, he had, sad. knee surgery. We were so hopeful Benny Snell we would were. be a breakout. We were. So and we weren't wrong. He had a couple. Of, he had a touchdown in Week One, and he had a couple of good opportunities when Connor got hurt. Your wide receiving core is terrible.
0: Yeah, where's, Steelers,
1: where's Juju been? Juju, he's still on the Steelers, and he's still playing. He's just not doing anything. The Steelers are so bad that nobody even noticed they cut Dante Moncrief a week ago. They did? Yes. He signed somewhere else. Where did he sign? I'm trying to th- – oh, hold on. That's the internet. But the yes, answer they is. Dante Moncrief. And when – you're cutting Dante Moncrief because you're terrible. You know, that, that's – oh. NV, NFC, but the Panthers, oh, Moncrief to the Panthers. Go. How much do you want to bet? He takes one week to acclimate and in a week 11. He's in the metric. How much do you want to bet? Uh, I'll bet you a beer because Curtis Samuel uh, and DJ Moore are decent, but I it, just I can't I can't believe it. I'm like, really, you guys are an active tire fire and you can't find a way to use Dante Moncrief. And I don't believe Dante Moncrief was cut because he's a bad performer. I
0: don't think they understand how to use him. I really don't. No, just like the Browns can't use uh, Odell. They just don't understand him. We could spend the rest of this podcast
1: talking (laughs) about the tire fire that is the Cleveland Browns. But I don't want any more victory laps out of you because every day I get another text about somebody else saying the Browns are terrible and Craig just sends the, the report with a smiley face. And we all know, um, yes, Craig was hey, right. It's not my fault that bad. a
0: sports writer apologized to the internet for saying they were wrong about the Browns. You had so. to share it, though, every yes. day? Yes, Till week and 16. We,
1: and we we did Burning Hot Take Questions, and we're 30 minutes into this podcast, and we haven't even talked about the Whitehead incident. No. That dude openly threatened to kill people <laughs> because he was criticized on Twitter. Yes.
0: Yes. And he gave them the Browns stadium address. He, he said, come find me. Here's where I'm
1: at. And gave the stadium address.
0: <laughs> I, I, seriously? Uh, he and said he was, he was joking.
1: Yeah. And then did you see But did you see his post on Instagram when he was like, they tell you to take the high road, but they don't know. I'm like, no, no, they do know <laughs> every coach, every player. And by the way, here's a breaking news story. Most of the coaches used to be players. They all have been in this situation, not maybe in the social media era, but they've all been in this situation where people have been in their face and asking stupid questions. You know, this is part of the job. And by flaming out that way, who the hell did anyone pick him up? I
0: don't think so. Not yet, anyway.
1: I I don't think he's been picked up. Uh, I apologize. I'm checking the news stories. No, nope. all I've got is all I've got is 12 hours ago and one day ago. He apologized, Apologize, apologize, apologized. Yeah, no. Good luck. I hope you find a team in 2020 and keep your socks on. Whoa. Well, <laughs> it's Marcus Peters. I know. We'll have to now that we have the Blake Bortles Memorial Studio, we will have to have the Marcus Peters Memorial Meltdown Award. So
0: it's speaking but, to really quick, speaking to yeah. critics. Uh, Trubisky wants the facility TVs off so he, they don't hear about critics and the Bears. It's Chicago. You can hear them outside. <laughs> if you turn off the TV, you're
1: just going to hear the unfiltered ones outside the window going, you all suck. Bring back Ditka. Uh, That's all you're going to hear. Pretty That's much. That's all you're going to hear. Sad to hear, by the way, that Mike Ditka has going completely insane in his later years. He's a big Trump supporter, so very Aww. sad. Very sad. Okay, America's right. favorite game. Let's move on. Here we go. There's no lows this week. No. The lowest game the lowest total on the on the slate is Bills at Browns
0: at forty. All Bills right. at Browns forty points. What do you got? Uh hold on, let me pull up this God Damn it.
1: Six and two Bills at the two and six Browns with a forty over under. Would you bet the over or would you bet the under? I'm gonna bet the under. I would bet the under there too, which means the only thing they're usable for is defense. And I would fire up the Bills defense this year, this week, if you can afford them. I believe they're relatively expensive on DraftKings. Hold on, I'm looking. The Bills defense, it's somewhere on this list. <laughs> oh, there they are. They're 2,900, which That's I think is bad. It's the second most expensive of, or third most expensive of the week. They're in the top five defenses in terms of cost. So, it's a good matchup for them defensively, but it's expensive. So, all right. So, you get three strikes. There's only two answers on the board. Okay. 50 plus two games go.
0: Falcons Saints.
1: That's the first one. That's a 51 over under. All 51. New right. Orleans at home. I'm thinking the over. I'm thinking that game could be 45 35 pretty easily. Yeah, that could happen. I could see that. So I'm thinking the over there. I mean, oh, wait, the Falcons is, are... is Matt Ryan playing? Matt Ryan is practicing. I did not see today's practice reports, but Matt Ryan is expected to play. Last I had heard, uh, yes, they were back at practice today. He was limited, but he was there.
0: All right. Well, uh, next game, let's go with these almost sort of obvious Chiefs Titans. Strike one. That's a Ooh. forty-eight and a
1: half. That's
0: okay. The Titans'
1: offense is so inept that they Vegas are. doesn't even think they can score on the Chiefs. <laughs> And Matt I think Moore.
0: My cats can score on the Chiefs. And keep in mind, this this line was set
1: when we still thought Matt Moore was going to start. Um, I did see the practice report for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes did practice full today. So tomorrow, Thursday, is huge. If he is not limited tomorrow, he is probably a full go for the weekend. I think this is going to be one of those things that they ran him out there today because he was like, "Yep, I feel fantastic." And tomorrow he either walks into the locker room and he's ready to go or he walks into the locker room and his knee is the size of Cleveland. And they're (laughs) like, nope, back to the bench with you. Get Matt Moore in there for first team reps. But I'm telling you right now, I like the Chiefs in this game regardless. I think if you put Matt Moore in, against the Titan defense is good against the run, but the Chiefs don't run.
0: No, they don't. I mean, they have running backs.
1: They have 17 of them. (laughs) And three of them have the same name. They're all named Williams. So, I mean, I, I, I'm going to look at the over there, but I'm de- depending on who the personnel is, it'll depend on whether or not I use them. But no, that is not a correct answer. So that is strike one. There is still one team out there with a 50-plus over-under, and you have two strikes to tell me who it is. Charges Raiders. Strike two. Now, that's shocking to me. That game's a 49, so you are oh, close. Close. You are close. <clears throat> I think that game is going to be a shootout. I would take the over in that game, too. Right. Absolutely take Let's... the over in that game.
0: Go, Panthers. Packers.
1: Steer right three. Sad. Strikes out. That's a forty-seven. That's a forty-seven. I think people were a little. Um, well, the big thing is that Green Bay is, Green Bay either gives up a thousand yards on the ground or two, and True. the question is what is McCaffrey going to do there? I think and 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 the whole Allen thing. The correct answer, believe it or not, was Cardinals at Bucks. Stop it. that's here. Two teams that can't stop the pass. Neither one of them can stop the pass. Yeah, and but that, which,
0: which Mike Evans is going to show up? Does it matter? They may ignore Mike Evans. Every
1: week, the, the, the passing game plan for the Buccaneers is I think they pick a guys, They get all the wide receivers together, and they do <laughs> ping pong balls like the NBA lottery. And there's 10 Mike Evans balls, and there's nine Chris Godwin balls, and down the line they go. And whatever ball goes out there, they're like, yep, that's who James is going to look at this week. And everybody else is like, oh, man, you can't predict where it's going to be. You can't. It's been Evans the last two weeks. This is this game smells like a Godwin shift. It smells like a Godwin shift. I don't know if it is, but it sure smells like it. So so there's the two games that Vegas says you should target. They want you in the Atlanta New Orleans game and they want you in the. um. Oh, Jesus. The Cardinals and the Bucks. So that brings us to the metric. Dun, dun, dun. Week nine. I don't know about you, but I doubled up week nine. Easy. Our picks were fantastic week nine. The day after we released, I heard a guy from Roto Grinders, who I will not name on the air because I'm taking <laughs> a victory lap at his there expense. There go. Go ahead. Who told me there is never a situation in which you use Melvin Gordon. Never. What? He was like, you know, he's not that good. Eckler's right behind him. It's a timeshare. Melvin Gordon lit up the world last week. I think he was at 6X. Uh, a lot of our guys went really crazy. Craig, so, so we got to tell him the Sunday morning story. So yeah, we're waiting for pancakes. Yes. And Craig says to me, I want to put together a lineup based strictly off the metric. No input from us whatsoever. Right. So I pull out my phone and I open up the metric on my phone. And Craig goes, just read me off value picks at all the basic positions. Yep, We just so skipped
0: over injured people.
1: That's it. If they were a questionable tag, we skipped them. We filled the entire lineup. We got to flex. We still had almost $11,000 left yes. by using all value picks. So we plugged Christian McCaffrey in there. We still would have cashed if we had used pretty much any other running back other than Dalvin Cook or Aaron, or Aaron Jones. We would have cashed in that spot. At, at, what did it score? 180 points? Uh, It, it was 190. 190? yeah That's that's borderline tournament play. I always say 150 is the minimum for you to consider cashing. And pay lines were up this week, by the they way. Were. They pay were. Lines, pay lines and DraftKings were about 157 to 160 for you to cash in. Or 155 to 160, I should say. I had the My worst lineup came in at 147, and it missed the cash line by at least 10 points. And 147 was good enough to cash in week eight and week seven, so it it, it was. So Craig's texting me and he's like, "The the point just told just keeps going up: 176, 180, 185." And I'm like, "We should have thrown this into a quarter tournament. We could have made another 10 bucks. We should have thrown this into a daily dollar. We could have made another hundred bucks." But you know, that's the thing. So this week there is, the there are people that the metric absolutely loves. Now value wise. There is very little at wide receiver. There are a lot of people the metric loves, but nobody is projecting at 3x. So this may be the week where you spend up at wide out. But let's start with the quarterbacks. Okay. the metrics favorite son is the returning Drew Brees. (laughs) It thinks he's going to go for about 25 points. I haven't seen anything from Atlanta that says differently. Desmond Trufant will be back, but that might just increase Drew Brees' production right now because they are that inept. Uh, the next name down the list, which he also loves, is Lamar Jackson. The difference is Lamar Jackson is going to cost you $600 more. So, and Lamar Jackson is probably right now, and that does not mean he's a must-play every week in DFS, but he's probably the safest quarterback play in DFS right now because he runs, he throws, he's getting it all done, and he's been in value pretty consistently throughout the season. So I'm using Breeze, and if I have money left over, I might upgrade to Jackson. Craig, who do you got?
0: Uh same thing. Uh I've always been a Breeze fan, and this week he is playing Atlanta. And that if you old. look at him look at him last week, it doesn't look like his hand is really bothering him. And Lamar Jackson is playing the Bengals. So This is all about now, granted, matchups. granted, it's a division game, so yep. you never know, but still. That can apply to both of those. That's true.
1: Both of those. And, like, the next name down the list is Aaron Rodgers, but the metric likes it and doesn't love it. And I think that's largely based on a lot of the experts are going with the, the theory that Rodgers rarely has two bad games in a row. Uh, I can't. So the next <laughs> name that the, the the metric loves is Phillip Rivers. It's but a it, Thursday game. A, it's Thursday. B, it's Oakland, which is divisional. Well, then tell me somebody else that it loves that. Well, Matt Ryan. But again, divisional game. The next name down the list it loves is Ryan Finley because he's cheap. So all the guys, all the guys, the metric loves this week are in divisional matchups. So unless you want to take a flyer on Ryan Tannehill against the Chiefs at 5100, which I won't do, I will take Drew Drew Brees and sleep like a baby before I touch Tannehill. That's where I would go. I would go to. I'm gonna go Drew Brees this week unless I have money left over, in which case I'll upgrade to. Lamar Yeah, Jackson. because
0: even uh, Russell Wilson isn't a division game. Yeah, so really, if there's you want, a lot of. If you want non-division games, you're looking at Rodgers or uh, Tannehill.
1: Yeah, or if Patrick Mahomes comes back, but well, who knows what they're gonna get? On Mahomes and they priced him up because he might play. He's not probably not gonna be value this week. So in running backs, the metric loves Melvin Gordon. Problem: Melvin Gordon plays. On Thursday, so and and he was right. The metric was right about Melvin Gordon last week. They were absolutely right, and it's got him pegged for three X again this week. But it's Thursday. If you're the next name it loves is Josh Jacobs. Problem Thursday (laughs) division, (laughs) and division. The division thing's going to pop up all over the place here. So I'm not even worried about it to be honest with you, but um. The next name down the list that it's got, and this is the only other guy it's got at value, is Ronald Jones. It looks like they're done with Barber, with the Bucs, and Arizona can't play defense. But it's not super confident. It's giving me a like rating, not a love rating. So I'm going to be hesitant to use Ronald Jones, but Ronald Jones at 4,300 is not a terrible pick. I'm also kind of liking David Montgomery because he's had a couple good games in a row but I don't see him getting to value. I don't, he needs to get to 16 points. I don't see him getting to 16 points. So I'm not real strong on him.
0: And Christian McCaffrey's value is up again. He's now 10500 Is McCaffrey Even though he's that expensive, is McCaffrey a must use for you every week? No, because he's too expensive. McCaffrey McCaffrey is going to be
1: a lineup maker or a lineup killer every week with that price tag he has to get to 30 points for that to 31 points for that to be valuable. Or I have to use extreme value at every other place. And if he gets to 28, I can use him, but he's not going to make the value line. It's, it's, it's a no win situation. If you don't use McCaffrey and he goes off like he did last week and the pools I was in, his ownership was around 80%, 80%. If you, if you didn't use him, you didn't cash. 80% Eighty percent of the people are using this guy. It matters, but if you did use him and he snaps his leg in the second quarter, now it doesn't make a difference if you started me. You're probably going to cash <laughs> because you didn't have any money to get any other decent players. You banked on McCaffrey and went value across the board. The we barely fit in McCaffrey. Less than a thousand dollars we had left by using all value last week. True. True. It was not. It was close. It was not easy to use McCaffrey in a lineup where we were comfortable, but we did it. Uh, it, It's it. I'm I'll use him if I can. I'm not going to bend over backwards to use him. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'd rather use if I'm doing a Thursday pool, I'd rather use Melvin Gordon and Josh Jacobs. If I'm not doing a Thursday pool, I'm looking at David Montgomery and I'm trying to save money in other places. Maybe I can come back and use McCaffrey. What do you think?
0: Yeah, again, you know, like you said, McCaffrey is very expensive. Even th- he's kind of expensive, but I do like the idea of playing Barkley against the Jets. If you're looking Barkley's at Barkley is 8800. Barkley is 8800. So, and maybe be- maybe Derrick Henry against Kansas City.
1: Yeah, that's not that's not insane either. Kansas City, Kansas City was very good against the run a couple weeks ago. They were semi-decent against the run last week, but this defense can't keep it up consistently. I I have no faith in it. Saquon's 8,800. Can you get 26 points out of Saquon against the Jets? Maybe. Probably. 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 I think they're going to lean on him, and the Jets' defense isn't great to stop him. The metric does not have him in even the light category, but I do have him at 22 points. It's just his price tag is still continually very high, um, and that's the problem. I mean... The only people more expensive than him are Cook, Zeke, and McCaffrey. Um, you know, what about Zeke this week? I mean, again, these are all guys who are going to get you 20 points. What you need is somebody who's going to get you 19 to 20 points who's not going to cost you 9 k and that's the problem. We're not seeing that guy on the board right now. So I, I, don't, know honestly, I don't know who it is. I honestly don't know who it is. It can't be Le'Veon Bell.
0: I No. I, who's actually injured. He didn't practice. I mean, you, want, you want a deep, deep sleeper? Sure. Joe Mixon. Here you go. 4,700. Never know.
1: It's a a deep sleeper. He's going to be low owned. Baltimore is typically better against the run than most people think. It's a deep sleeper, but it's worth a look. Chris Carson, same thing, except it's at San Francisco. San Francisco's defense is epically good. It's a bad week to make decisions about running backs. I don't know what I'm going to have to do is do my running backs last. There's just no other way to do it. I'm going to have to build the lineup around value everywhere else and see where I can go. So if you're looking for value, <laughs> welcome to Brit's wide receiver value book. <laughs> where if you're playing the full weekend slate, we have Mike Williams at 4,500, we have Keenan Allen at 6,100. Not playing that slate? Okay, Michael Thomas at 8,300. Drew Brees is back. That means nine targets, easy at least. At nine targets, at least. You know, he's 8,300. His catch rate is like 75%. So you're talking seven catches for probably about 75, 80 yards. If he gets in the end zone on one of those, he's in value. But it's going to be tough. Um, you're looking at extreme value. You want to go really cheap. Demarius Thomas has taken over. The Jets are probably going to have to throw air quotes probably because the Giants aren't exactly burning down the world. Um, the metric does think this is going to be a Chris Godwin week does think it's going to be Chris Godwin, but it also has Mike Evans only a point behind. So
0: (laughs) the the quandary that is Mike Evans.
1: (laughs) Yes. Here's what I'm going to say. What I'm probably going to do is I'm going to use Michael Thomas because as long as Breeze is in there, he's pretty much a must use. I'm going to use Demarius Thomas. I'm going to roll the dice again on Curtis Samuel. I've used Curtis Samuel three times this year. He's come through twice. I'm going to roll the dice. But he was good last week, and we all know the rule. Never bet on one good week get a couple right. in a row. But I'm going to roll the dice. I'll probably stack my lineup with Thomas, 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 and Samuel. It sounds like a law firm. But then <laughs> right does. there, that's going to be about, about $16,000, where I normally would spend about 20. That's going to free up about, or maybe 18. It's going to free up two to $4,000 worth of salary for me to be able to use potentially McCaffrey.
0: Or even so, if you want to go even deeper, if you're playing please, Thursday, Hunter Renfro is 3700 Hunter Renfro last week, what did he do? I got to look it up. All right, He was up. so
1: close to value, and I used him because Detroit has been abysmal against the pass all year. And I used him in a pool, and I got to look up and see, do I have him in a lineup this week already? I started putting together some lineups. I do have a Thursday night lineup. Uh... I'm not using and the him this answer week. is not using them this week. That's the answer. The answer is I'm not using him. So sorry. Hold on a second. Let me, I'll, I'll do a search for him. Renfro. There he is. Last week, 17.4 points The week keep before that 18.8.
0: And he's only 3,700. Uh, He's 5,000. What? What? 3,700. Yeah.
1: Did it change? Oh, oh no. Sorry. Sorry. I'm looking in the captain's lineup. Oh, I'm looking at the Thursday night only. I did a captain's lineup. Um, spoiler, Mike Williams is my cap- captain. Um, but yes, uh, and those numbers are different. The captain lineups are completely different numbers because it's a limited pool. So that's why he's more expensive there. But yeah, 3,700 <sighs> means you need to get 11 points out of him. He's gotten 17 or better I mean, the last two He could definitely do that. Weeks. He could against the Chargers defense that they're probably going to have to throw on. Um, you know, I. I don't know. I, I think he's usable. He's usable. But all I'm telling you, and that's why I put together a Thursday night Captain's lineup. All the great picks that I want to use or are playing on Thursday. They <laughs> really are. Thursday only lineups. I, I I I I'm using Captain's lineup for Thursday. The matchup game is too good. It's too good a game. I've got both of the receivers from um from uh the Chargers in my value picks. You just brought up Hunter Renfro, who's a great value pick. We talked about Philip Rivers in the beginning and Melvin Gordon. There is already there's enough people to put together a captain's lineup. So right, let's move on because we're running out of time. Uh, Tight ends. I hate them all. Um, (laughs) The metric, the metric likes John Smith. I'm still not even sure who John Smith is or that I'm saying his name right. So I said, give me another name. And the metric said Greg Olson. And I threw my computer. Cam Newton gone. He's so inconsistent. It's a a bigger dice roll than Curtis Samuel. So I said, all right, who's your top love pick? And it said Mike Giusecki because he's only 3,100. Not because he's going to have a good game, but because he's he's super cheap. cheap. So I don't know what to tell you. Use somebody at tight end. Uh, John U. Smith is probably – Jack Doyle's a little bit of a safer – AJ
0: Hawkinson has been very sad for me this year after that first amazing game, and then it all went downhill. I know he got hurt.
1: Yeah, but if you want to reach a little deeper, Irv Smith Jr. in Minnesota, although all of a sudden, since Irv has been catching balls, all of a sudden, Kai and Ru- Kyle Rudolph has been coming on. You got Eric Ebron, but if you're using Eric Ebron, what are you doing about Jack Doyle? And we don't know who's going to get the ball there because man, Brad
0: Hoyer doesn't know anything. I'm looking at matchup, Mark Andrews is playing the Bengals.
1: Yeah, but he's expensive, isn't he? 52. See, that's expensive. If you're If you're giving up on the dream of drafting McCaffrey, you can do that. But if you're yes. going to try and sneak McCaffrey into your lineup or even one of the other guys, if you're trying to sneak Zeke, Cook or Barkley into your lineup, that's going to be difficult to do. I'm telling you guys, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go do quarterback wideouts and tight end and do people that are cheaper and you're comfortable with and then go do running backs. It's the only way to build a lineup this week, because if you if you well you could, I mean, or. Or you could do it exactly the opposite. You could sit there and say, I'm going to use McCaffrey and a value play, and I'm going to find a way to make the other slots work. In which case, you're trying to you're trying to cram the peg through the hole. It's going to be tough. Either way, it's not an easy week to set up lineups. So tight end, I, I don't know what to tell you. Use Mike Giusecki, I don't know. <laughs> Defense, this one's easy for me. The metric loves the Browns. It's the lowest scoring total of the week. Buffalo at Cleveland. Buffalo's offense is better than Cleveland, but Cleveland's defense is not a complete pushover. The Browns' defense is only 2,500, which means all they need is seven or eight points, and they're at the value line. Last week, I told you all to use the Steelers, and God damn it, if I wasn't right. (laughs) He was. Let me tell you, I listened to three different podcasts and three different reports afterwards, and one of the guys on Sirius was like, and so, you know, we close every Sunday with the perfect lineup. And uh, we're going to start by saying we're shocked the Steelers were the pick for the perfect lineup. Yeah. Nobody, people. Saw Nobody saw that coming. And I seriously reached for my phone. And I'm like, no, motherfucker. I saw <laughs> that coming. I was absolutely. And those people get right. paid. Those people get paid to do this. They were wrong about Mel, Mel Gordon, and they were wrong about the Steelers last week. Now, granted, I'm no angel. I had I'd lost two weeks in a row before this, but we cleaned up this week because we made the right calls. I'm going to put my money on the Browns this week. I hate saying those words, but I'm going to put my money on the Browns this week and sleep like a baby. Is there anybody else you're looking at that you're like, I trust this defense this week that's a value? Maybe the Giants against the Jets. Uh, <clears throat> Giants defense just hasn't been really consistent. Where are they? 2800. So same sort of thing. But do you trust the Giants at twenty-eight or the Browns at twenty-five? Yeah. That's the That's problem. Tough call. That's the problem. I mean, the Metric even wanted me to consider the Cardinals at twenty two hundred, and I'm like, no. No. Not a chance in hell. There's no way. They there was even a point where the metric was like, you know, the Falcons are only fifteen hundred. And I'm like, it's <laughs> the Saints. You know, New Orleans is going to put up 49 points at home, right? By halftime. <laughs> uh, with Drew Brees back, if Drew Brees isn't in that game as Teddy Bridgewater, I think about it, I still probably wouldn't do it. Still probably wouldn't do it. So, so the end result is this week is going to be really tough for lineup builds. I am going to focus on value at the core positions, mainly quarterback and wideout. I'm going to try to spend up at running back. But you're, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to find a way to make it work, and there is not an easy, easy way to make it work without using the Thursday games this, this week. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Hold unless on. you do a
0: Thursday-only game. Unless which you do now, a Thursday. Now that we talked about it, I'm thinking about doing a Thursday-only lineup. A captain's lineup? Yeah. Well, I gave you my captain pick. Mike Williams is my captain pick. Um, he
1: would be He's 7,400 normally, which I think makes him 1,100. His worst game since their bye by was eight points against Tennessee. He had 17 last week. He had 10 against Chicago, 12.2 against Pittsburgh, 13.4 against Denver. They've been looking to him a lot more than one might think. And guess what? I just looked. Oakland is 32nd against the pass. No. So according to, yep, 297.5 passing yards per game, they are last in the league in passing and preventing the pass someone's going to catch the ball there. Somebody has to. <laughs> Maybe it's Hunter Henry. Maybe I put the wrong person in the spot, but put a receiver in that spot. Maybe it's Austin Eckler. Maybe they rely on Eckler. I don't know. All I know is that I'm looking at that game as, as a definitely double up um, opportunity. So, all right, we're out of time. We are Craig, final, final thought for me.
0: Final thoughts. It's, it's November. And mm-hmm. you know what? If you're in season long and you're, your season's over at this point, try to make some trades. Get some picks yeah. for next year if your league allows you to do that.
1: Yes, absolutely. If you're in a, a keeper or a league or situation or you know the guys are going to be back here to here, you should absolutely be looking at trading the picks right now. Um, if you're in a position where you're 7-2 and two and you're looking down, you're like, damn, I've got a fine roster, except my tight end is Eric Ebron. And you look over and the guy who's got Kittle is 2-7 and seven because Kittle's all he's got. Pick up the phone. Yeah. Pick up the phone. My final thought this week is just um, I'm going to be gone for about two weeks uh, right around Thanksgiving time. Craig will have a, a guest in the studio. I think I'm only missing one episode, but uh, we're getting into the time of the year where the winter beers come out. Yes. Uh, it, it's it's bizarre. I, I, I was talking to my, my brother-in-law. We were in New York City on Saturday, and on the train, I'm talking to my brother-in-law. And he's like, oh, I got to tell you about that, too. We had a long conversation about beer and there's something you need to know. Um, But before I get to that, he uh, he's he's saying to me, I went to the package store because it's the end of October, beginning of November. I'm done with pumpkin beers. I want an Oktoberfest. I couldn't find anybody's
0: Oktoberfest left. No, because Oktoberfest is September. Right.
1: So I said to the guy at the counter, where's all the Oktoberfests? And he goes, oh, man, that stuff comes out in August. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, g- goddamn." He's like, so I'm drinking winter beer in th- uh, after Halloween. And it's like it's crazy for him. So um, but I, what I need to tell you is I found out that my brother in law yeah. frequently has to travel to Massachusetts oh. for work like mm-hmm. three or four times a month. Hmm. And that this <laughs> is not far from a certain brewery. Oh, that, that you can only get by going there. Oh, he, hmm. he, he is more than more than willing to make a run for us once in a while. So, you know, even if it's just two or three times a season, it would be absolutely lovely. So he might be the source part do. I'm all for it. Just saying. Yeah, I, I was like he was like, you know, I'll let you guys know when I'm up in that way. You know, I don't go up there a lot, but I go up there once in a while. And I'm like, dude, you just. Send me send me the <laughs> date. I will send you an order, and I will Apple pay you the money instantly. There you go, make this happen. So, speaking of making things happening, please leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM. Oh God, Stitcher, YouTube. We're, YouTube. Yes, we have a YouTube channel now. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, there's just so many places to grab us right now, and uh, we are uh, we're always looking to expand to new. Um, New venues, and we're looking at a new one right now, actually. Mm. So, uh, not it's, it's, can't announce it because it's not formalized yet. But right, right. I there know. is another streaming service that is looking at potentially picking up our podcast. So we are keeping our fingers crossed on that. We will be back next week. Enjoy week ten. We're in the home stretch, folks. We are absolutely Scary, in the home stretch. Man, for, goes yep. by quick. Ghost its the longest 17 weeks of my life.
0: I swear <laughs> to God,
1: this generating this metric is the longest 17 weeks of my life. But we love doing it, and we love bringing the podcast, and we thank you for joining us. Especially Deb, thank you, Deb.
0: Thanks, Deb. So, hi, Deb.
1: Um, hi, Deb. And everybody who joins us every week. Uh, we will be back next week at our regular time. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig, and we are the Football Fignets Podcast. Take care, everybody. <laughs>